the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. No, it ain't hump day, but we're going to pretend it is, because our man is usually with us on hump day. Financial Thought Dr. Dave Elhoff is... it's Friday night. Yeah, he's with us tonight, Financial Thought Dr. Dave Elhoff. Before I bring in him, though, i got to give a shout-out to another friend of the show, our dear friend, DJ Carrot Sticks, because he hooked me up. Carrot Sticks, if you're listening, I am loving this Snickers-flavored coffee that you brought in. I got some over ice right now. Mm-mm-mm. Thank you so much, Carrot Sticks. Um, I do love free. That's how I'm going to segue into Dave Elhoff. I love, love, love getting something for free. But when it comes to money, honey, and uh, the U.S. government and the and an economy, there's no such thing as a free lunch. Um, joining me now to talk about the latest in economics and money and everything that you need to know, or at least to give you some advice here in the news you can use, is my buddy Dave Elhoff, financial thought doctor, a.k.a. Call sign Fighting Meadows. Hello, my dear. Hey, Dynamite. How are you? I'm good now. I'm. I. I wasn't. I wasn't sure I was going to tell everybody you were supposed to be here Wednesday, but your phone was hidden somewhere in your backyard. And you couldn't find it. <laughs> <laughs> were you playing with your grandkids or something? How'd that happen, man? Oh uh, gosh, no. I was in the spa. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He was in the spa, couldn't be bothered to call in for his news you could use segment. You know what? <laughs> well, now I know that I have to set a alarm. Uh, yes. To make sure. All right. Well, we are glad to have you tonight. Any way that we can have you. Uh, Skins actually had a question for you um, that might have been more related to the day after Trump's announcement, which was Tuesday, but. Did you see uh, the uh, Skins' question was, how are the markets going to react to a Donald Trump uh, presidential candidacy? It seems as though the markets didn't really have much of a reaction, or did they? No, I don't think they did at all, because I tell you what, as you well know, today, the attorney general came out. They're going after Trump because yeah. he announced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all over again. And I'll tell you, it's, you know, it's sad. Yeah. I love what Donald Trump did. Yes, he's a controversial figure, but he was a breath of fresh air for me because he said, okay, I'm not taking it from these third world countries and I'm going to do it my way. And he did it his way. We Mm -hmm. had the lowest 
prices of gasoline forever. Mm-hmm. We've had independence on the oil and gas industry. Mm-hmm. We had a closed border. We had everything going in the right direction. Yep. And if there wasn't a clearer demonstration between Democrats and Republicans, I don't know where it is. Because right now, they're trying to find a way to get 11 million illegal aliens across the border and get them registered and give them free money. Well, yeah, and in fact, but but I got to correct you there, my man, because you know that they've been telling us there's 11 million illegals since Ronald Reagan. We're probably we've had almost five million just since Biden took office come across, and it's probably it's probably closer to 60 million at this point because the original numbers were around 11 million. Then of course we kept the border open, and then of course we did a family reunification because if margarita came here illegally we got to make sure that all of margarita's cousins get to come here because we can't separate nobody right um so yeah um if they can't beat him the everybody's saying that trump can't win trump can't win well if if he couldn't win they wouldn't be so worried about trying to stop him and that's clearly what this is about. They can't beat him, so they got to try to indict him or try to just hang him with so much constant ongoing chaos that it, it makes it hard for him financially. It, and we've got such weak uh, donors in the donor class. We've got such weak, uh, you know, uh, the Republican Party establishment is so weak. And quite frankly, we've got a weak mindset among our, our, our voters. We've got a weak mindset. There, there's so many people that are angry right now, and they're ready to just throw up their hands and not fight anymore or walk away from Trump. And my question is, if you want to abandon Trump, tell me who. Who but Trump? There you go. I'm, I'm asking the same question. You know, I, I want someone that's not a politician. That's right. what he wasn't. That was what was refreshing. He didn't sit back and take it from the media. He fought back. He didn't take sit back and take it from the Democrats that were attacking him all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want a leader of the United States of America being someone that is a walkover and I want to play nice. No. I can't play I, right. nice. I don't either. I and and I got into this discussion via email chain. A friend of mine. Anyway, it's a long story, but she was like, "Oh, the problem with Trump is she's like you called me mean and said I was being mean. I didn't call anybody a name, anybody names. I just spoke harshly about the reality of the situation we're in. Oh, you're mean." And and I and I thought and and I actually confronted her on it. I'm like, I I don't understand here. I guess. Um, these are people out there that are happy and content to have parents called domestic violence extremists if they speak up. I guess, I guess it's not mean to have parents called domestic violence extremists by the Department of Justice for speaking up at a school meeting. I guess that's not mean. I guess they don't think it's mean for Joe Biden to stand in front of, of a satanic set and call, um, 75 million MAGA voters white supremacists. It doesn't even make sense. This push for Trump's too mean. He's too mean. It's, it's, 
It's insane is what it is. I can't, I don't want anybody who's nice because we are not dealing with Democrats or it, it, or the uniparty system that's nice. We're dealing with people that literally threw Americans in a jail and denied them bail because they dared to question the outcome of an election. That's not exactly nice. It's not exactly nice to have perverts prey on children in the schools, Dave Elhoff, to try to convince them that um, they should, you know, go from being Steve to Sally when they're six years old. It's certainly not particularly nice, some of the pedophilia that's being pushed on kids in these schools. I have no more patience for anybody in the Republican Party that is more focused on tone and less on what's actually happening in this country. I concur with you wholeheartedly because I'll tell you something. Here's the biggest difference between conservatives and liberals, or let me say the left. They believe falsely that human nature or people are basically good. And that's a problem. They think that if you just leave people alone, they'll just do good things. That's not true. It hasn't been true since the Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. There's evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And if you leave people to their own devices, it doesn't go basically good. Look at your two-year-old. When they come up and they, they dominate the parents mm-hmm. with no, 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 and then they scream and yell. They're not basically good. They need to be programmed. They need to be conditioned. They need to be parented. Yes. Be a good person, right? And we're not, and we're we've abandoned that under this cultural Marxist notion that uh, everybody's feelings that that your feelings should be catered to, and that you should have you shouldn't have to encounter any kind of trouble in life. It's Marxism. It's communism. It's a false quest. Uh, it's a false promise of utopia that doesn't exist. And what it does is it um, it caters to the to the to the. Uh, the the worst of human nature capitalism and and conservatism and what our the system our country was founded on uh caters to the best part of human nature the one that's about individual responsibility and individual freedom and it rewards the best of human nature and socialism taps into uh the the least of and the worst in human nature which is greed envy hatred and you know all all the all the seven deadlies right in, in, in the Bible, yeah. and that's just the way it is. And and our founders understood that for our system to work, we had to be a moral society. And the Democrats understood that the way to destroy us was to to destroy our morality. And we are literally in a battle of good versus evil. So I'm quite quite frankly don't have the patience to hear from any Republican who's got a problem with Trump's tone or my tone, um, but they're perfectly okay with chemically castrating children. It's absurd. Let's get into a little money stuff because part of their movement too is, um, and this really got ushered in under COVID, was um, it's it's complicated. We don't have time. I've talked about it so much on my show. 
um, that, that, that COVID gave them a great opportunity and excuse to try to force us all into a digital footprint under the idea that, um, that suddenly nobody would accept cash in a grocery store because you might be touching a coin that's got a virus on it. We got to have pass- COVID shot passports on our phones and all of this. And I've been warning people about the technocracy movement in a while and warning people against the idea of a cashless society because if they can remove cash from society and force us to all move our money around through uh, technology, then they can control us. This week, I sent Elhoff an article that I saw on Investopedia. Um, the New York Fed launches a digital dollar pilot program with big banks. Now, initially, and I'm not an expert in any of this, you know, digital currency, neither is Elhoff. But to me, this is a stepping stone to removing cash from society. Do you agree with me, Elhoff? I agree with you 100%. And I'll tell you, the problem is governments, institutions, they want to control your money. And how do they do that? Well, they set it up. You have to pay mortgages on a monthly. You got to pay your credit card. You got to pay your insurance premiums. So every month you're shifting money over to institutions. Every month you're shifting money over to the taxes. And what happens is they want to, once you get in the habit of doing that, they want to have you continue to do that month by month by month, and then they want to hold on to it as long as possible. Mm -hmm. And then when it's time to give it back to you, the fourth thing they do, oh, you can't take it out now. You're going to have to pay a penalty. You can't take it out now. You're going to lose some interest. You can't take it out. So these institutions are controlling. And this is another step through to control your money. Yeah, it involves, yeah, excuse me for interrupting. It involves um, BNY Mellon, MasterCard, uh, U.S. Bank, Wells Fargo. I believe Chase is involved in this. Citibank, MasterCard, they're all involved in this. And it's also not only a way of controlling the money and being able to, because they want to be able to tap in where every tax dollar is, right? They don't want some kid getting uh, $25 or however much kids get for the tooth these days by the tooth fairy. They don't want anybody, any kid out there, I don't even know if kids do this anymore mow lawns for a little cash right um because if that's going on they can't you know they can't tax it they're trying to they're trying to not just get rid of the underground society where people might get paid for work via cash but also if you don't if you're not towing the the government line they can cut you off from the your access to your money real quick until you get back in line with whatever the commie government wants and so this is incredibly disturbing i haven't heard anybody talking about this new digital dollar uh program this was um story came out 2 days ago um it's a pilot right now and it's a 12 week effort um it, it, the Biden administration wants to have a digital dollar. Yes. So that, to me, right there is an X through it. Yeah. I don't trust anything that the Democratic government is going to put out there. No. No, we can't trust them because part of what we know that the game is, is that they want 
um, they the, this Democrat Party said a long time ago that they don't have a revenue problem. There's lots of money out there that they just haven't gone to via taxes. The mindset of the Democrat Party is that you owe nothing, that it's that your money is really theirs and they're just letting you keep however much they're choosing to let you keep. That's literally the mindset that they have. And it, wow. may, it, it, and, it and this is a way for them moving us to a cashless society is a way for them to be able to just tap into our personal property whenever they want. Well, I tell you, Nancy Pelosi about 10 years ago said, there's $10 trillion in IRAs. We need to get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that was a direct quote from her. Thank God she's not going to be in control of the Congress coming out in 2020. But I tell you, that's what they're eyeing is your IRAs, your 401ks, your savings accounts. And if they have digital influence in there, they have control over that. Well, how can you, you're a financial planner. I I don't know that there's a way, I guess, I guess if everybody cashes out and keeps their cash, but if nobody down the road is going to, is going to accept it, I don't know, is gold the answer? There's, there's a lot for people to try to figure out right now. Okay. There is a lot to figure out, but I'll tell you what, what I do is I employ a strategy that follows the Harvard and Yale endowment fund using alternative investments that are not correlated to the stock market. And it's like holding hard assets like real estate and gold and oil and investments that are not tied to the stock and bond index. And that's what I structure the portfolios for my clients is to have non-correlated assets that are held. You take, for instance, it's going to be a lot harder for the government and come and take control of your real estate interests. Yeah, I see. Than it is for them to come and take control of stock market, bonds, and cash. Gotcha. The light bulb just went off over my head. Ding! (laughs) I got it. (laughs) Tell everybody how to get a hold of you, my dear. Okay, 619-548-0965. You can can, uh, text me or you can call me, leave a voicemail, or you can go to financialthoughtdoctor.com and take a look at some of the information we have there. But 619-548-0965 will get you the quickest response. Thank you for being here, my dear. Have a wonderful weekend. And you too, and happy Thanksgiving. Thank you, darling. Thank you, darling. Happy Thanksgiving. All right. Now stay tuned. We come back. Is Michelle Obama making a run for 2024? If she is, I'm not sure why she's yammering about her, quote, natural hair. That ain't the, that's not exactly going to propel her into the White House. And what is San Francisco doing with tax dollars for the trans community? We're going to talk about that when we come back. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Don't go away. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I think our founders warned us about using our treasury to buy votes. 
And that's exactly what's going on in this country. And it's and it's despicable. I don't feel there's there's all these people that are going around saying, oh, you you students, you were lied to. Joe Biden knew that he, he it was unconstitutional for him to promise student loan debt relief. Ha ha ha. You were played. No, we were played. We, this that's nothing to laugh at. It wasn't the students that that stupidly thought that it was going to happen for them, which it still might, by the way. We 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 have our treasury being looted to buy votes. And that's going to continue. When Mitch McConnell went to the microphone and said, hey, Joe Biden, meet me on the 40th yard yard line. Where is uh, he, he bragged about what they had accomplished together? There's nothing that they're talking about that ends how our, our, our treasury is being looted. And, in, and on top of it, in addition to that, in the ways that they're trying to buy votes uh, with, with the student loan forgiveness, in San Francisco at the local level, they've come up with the Guaranteed Income for Trans People or GIFT plan. It will provide 55, quote, eligible residents with $1,200 per month for up to 18 months to, quote, help address financial insecurity per the mayor's office. So now... We're pushing and pumping this transgender insanity on America in the form of taking taxpayers' dollars and paying trans people to trans. This from Axios. The people selected will also receive uh, gender uh, surgeries, medical and mental health care, as well as financial coaching. And I'm not going to ever use the term gender blank the word. There's no such thing. Your gender was affirmed in the womb. Mental health care. The mental health care is to tell them you were born a certain sex. You're male or female. If you want to live your life as a female with wearing a wig, putting makeup on, um, getting breast implants. That's, that's fine, but it doesn't change it, anything. It doesn't change anything. And if you want to offer mental health health care, have it be in the form of helping them to try to figure out why they help why they hate themselves. Study after study after study shows, as well as all the people that are speaking out that that are trying to detransition, that it does not solve their mental health issues. Was that news story? There was somebody in the news, and they and they have permanent male pattern baldness now, yeah, and there's a young in woman depression. Yeah. There's there's many that in fact there's some some supposed social media influencer who's trying to detransition a man who transitioned to a woman and the problem is is that's impossible because these what's been done and what's being done medically is permanent it's child abuse when it involves anybody under eighteen absolute child abuse should lock these people up I'm now, not joking well right this should is criminal to be using our taxpayers dollars to pay people to be trans, to cover their mutilation of their bodies. You want to mutilate your body, pay for it out of your own dang pocket. First announced last year, I think I talked about it last night, the city has set aside $2 million for the program. This is, this is a city that's completely destroyed. Homeless people all over the place, pooping everywhere. It's disgusting. Why it matters, according to Axios, a higher percentage of trans Californians experience poverty compared to the state's general population. Well, why? Why? 
Have they been so miserable? There's, there is a mental health issue going on here. Maybe they're impoverished because there's, they, because they're not getting the mental health, you know, help that they need. But the solution is not to take money from taxpayers and give it to them. I don't know why there. I don't know why there's a, a, a money issue. I saw that some some uh, popped up in my feed uh, an Instagram post of some former '80s metal band who was a, a guitarist who's transitioning. He's living. He's he's got he's got an eight thousand square foot home in Napa Valley. Dude Which ain't impoverished. I don't remember what it was. I had never heard of the band. He, he's living in some big beautiful home in Napa. He ain't impoverished. And then you know what? That's not my problem. It's not my problem. This is this is this is like Sheila Jackson Lee. This is the equivalent of Sheila Jackson Lee saying slavery is the reason why black people died of COVID. And we need reparations because money is curative. She literally said that. During the pandemic, local transgender community groups recognized that direct payments would be a val- valuable tool for those who suddenly lost their jobs. Well, um Everybody gets hurt financially when they lose their job, okay? Most people do. Why are they why are they special? This is about the Democrat party just trying to they have seized upon a brilliant tool to destroy this nation. The transgender mental ill mentally ill community that is the transgender community and transgender people are real but it doesn't make them valid it does not make it a valid situation it's a mental illness in my in my opinion um maybe maybe they're more impoverished because i i i was this is kind of what i was trying to say the other day uh well no i mean it's maybe they're impoverished because they've got a mental illness that's impacting their work or maybe they're trying to go work at a place to where it's inappropriate for the way they're trying to dress okay maybe it's a man trying to show up on the job in a dress and refusing to um to dress and be the man do you follow Maybe, maybe, maybe there's that factor, because let me tell you, despite the diversity, equity and inclusion push among the workplace, I feel like every, every employer has the right to decide who they want to hire and who they don't want to hire. And I would not be hiring a man who would want to show up to work every day with lipstick on high heels and a dress. You would not work for me. Maybe that's part of the reason why there's a work problem going on. But isn't it convenient? See, but this is this is also goes to show how brilliant the communist crackdowns were uh, during COVID as a means to transform society, because they take all these jobs away from people under the guise of a virus. And then they've got a convenient excuse to rob the taxpayers to give money to certain people. And in true commie fashion, they're picking and choosing which people they want to give money to. They're not going to the white cisgender men, are they? Now, quote, we know that our trans communities experience much higher rates of poverty and discrimination. So this program will target support to lift individuals in this community up. Mayor London Breed said this is discriminatory. There should be lawsuits that should have already been filed. Since 2020, the city has provided financial support to 135 mothers during and after pregnancy as part of its abundant birth project. So this is the third guaranteed income project i don't know if any of those 135 mothers were white since launching last year's guaranteed income pilot for artists has cut a thousand checks 
<laughs> to artists, 190 local musicians, writers, virtual artists, and more. If you can't support yourself strumming the guitar or the sitar or whatever it is you're doing, you go get a job. Taxpayers shouldn't be funding you under the name of art. That's insane. Speaking of insane, let's shift gears. Let's let's do another little labor story. Um, I guess Starbucks had a little walkout. Workers at over a thousand U.S. Starbucks stores uh, did a little strike on Red Cup Day. I guess Red Cup Day is where customers were free. You're a big Starbucks guy. I'm not a big Starbucks person. Uh, but so you know what this red red cup day is all about? Yeah, basically it's one day a year, and if you come in and you purchase a beverage, they give you this little travel cup that's mm-hmm. uh, that's a red cup, so that when you bring it back in, you can fill up your coffee. Is it kind of like red solo cup? I fill you up. And Let's I, party! And I, I've never heard that song before, but and I think you haven't uh, heard that. It's a country song. Red I'm solo not a cup. Guy. Unless you're talking old you school, up, Johnny Cash, time. Willie Nelson. So I, there was a who, 888-344-1170. Who knows the Red Solo Cup song? We had lots of responses to help me out with the Ted Baxter story. Who knows the song Red Solo Cup? So anyway, all these workers decided to um, to choose the Red Cup Day, uh, the promotional day in which customers receive this Red Cup. They chose that as a day to do their little strike. And it was... <laughs> It was launched to protest against work, apparently, because today's kids don't believe they have to work. You know, um, Twitter, all these Twitter employees are off the job now because they were expected to work and they're like, we're gone. We're outie, right? Um, Starbucks didn't uh, refuse to bargain with unionized stores. The strike was launched to protest against Starbucks' failure to bargain with unionized stores and failure to, quote, adequately staff stores, especially on one of Starbucks' biggest day with no pay differential, when no pay differential is offered to workers. I, I worked as a waitress to help pay for my college and I wasn't paid anymore if I had to work New Year's Eve which was a really big night um, in uh, waitressing (coughs) or any other night why do you think on Black Friday do workers at Target or any of these stores on Black Friday do you get hazard pay additional pay because it's going to be busy do your job that's a fair point do your job oh it's going to be a tough day you're going to have to work harder today You put the grinds, the coffee grinds in the little thingy, and then you mash it up in the little thingy, and then the water water comes through the coffee grinds. The water comes through the coffee grinds. Yeah, yeah, uh, it is easy, okay? This is like those Subway people that had uh, sandwich, (laughs) they called themselves sandwich artists. <laughs> Do you I remember this? Into, I, I, I'm not trying to the, create turmoil, but I've seen those Starbucks employees, and some of them are with some of these specialty drinks that people people make. I mean, they have to, it's it's work. Well, so what? You're getting paid to work. No, I'm not disagreeing with that point. Oh. I'm just saying it's, <laughs> so? it's not as easy as 
it's, it, it, it is compared to say, I don't know, climbing up on a cell phone tower and having to do, you know, do okay, a repair that's, yeah, 300 that's feet no comparison. up. I agree. That's a little bit more hazardous. Compared to what? I used to have to, when I was a cocktail waitress on three for one night on Mondays, I used to have to wrap my, my wrist with an ace bandage because it would be, it would hurt so bad trying to carry a huge tray where we would stack three layers of cocktails. Okay. We, you know, we're, we're weak. We're weak. I'm just saying, I know family that does work within the company and they bust their butts. But yes, they. And you know what? Here's the thing to do. If you don't, if you don't think that you're being paid a commensurate amount for the work that you're doing, there's plenty of people hiring. Exactly. Go out and get another job. Right. This reminds me of the strike we had with the grocery stores many years ago where they were angry. This was around the time Obamacare was being inflicted on the American people. And we had grocery workers here at Vaughn's and Ralph's that were that were refusing to work, including those in the bakery department that were making thirty five dollars an hour to frost cakes. And they were literally striking because they were protesting against an additional five dollars coming out of their paycheck for their health care. When Americans were getting and continue to get jacked over with doubled, tripled, quadrupled premiums on top of ten and $20,000 deductibles. That's the mentality that we're dealing with here. And I resent it. I, I didn't work my way through college. Put a tip jar out. Everybody wants a tip anyway. Here's, a, here's an idea for you. You work hard, bust your butt, have a tip jar out, and you can make a little extra money. Instead, everybody wants a tip for doing nothing. Here's a tip. Buckle up for safety. There's your tip of the day. We're going to take a break. We come back. I've got to. I, I, we never really talk about the death penalty anymore. Suddenly, the death penalty is happening across this country. We've got executions happening. And I'm curious where people still stand on this. 888 344 1170. Do you still think the death penalty is appropriate? Are you still for it? Because an execution took place yesterday in Oklahoma. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Hey, fellow patriots, I got on a website. It's needtoknow.news, all runs together. G. Edward Griffin's uh, website. Uh, it says Australian Bureau of Statistics show a 72% drop in births nine months after the COVID injections started. Miscarriages are up from normally 12% to now 20 or 74% of those who have been injected. Wow. Yeah, scary. And I'm not hearing anything about this from our elected officials. Mike Pence, I, I talked earlier in the show about how Robert Jeffress uh, from pastor, uh, alleged pastor, in my opinion, out of Dallas, um, basically has come out and said that uh, Donald Trump doesn't have the support of the Christian evangelical community anymore. And he retweeted uh, about Mike Pence and how he's a great Christian and um, and and but everybody should buy Mike Pence's book. And um, here's here's how you can know that Mike Pence is a charlatan. And as a part of the false doctrine, false Christian community, in my opinion, 
uh, Mike Pence long after it was obvious and everybody knew and it was clear that Fauci had lied and people died, that he had lied about the masks. He lied and denied therapeutics in order to force people to stay inside their homes, many of which were so sick that by the time they got to a hospital, they were put on a ventilator in which he paid hospitals to put the, uh, to put these patients on a ventilator. Then they were paid to administer a drug called remdesivir that blew their kidneys out and killed them. All the while told, Fauci told us that we couldn't get back to, to normal again until we got these shots. And it was all a lie. And in late December of 2020, Mike Pence, who was in charge of the COVID a response team was still having public meetings with Fauci. The man's a charlatan. He's dis- despicable to me and disgusting. I would much rather have a Nancy Pelosi, who I know has no character, no morality, and is nothing but a, a, a sick, power-mad communist than somebody who pretends that they're Mr. Good Guy, all the while supporting evil, Because what Fauci has done and what he was a part of is flat out evil in this country. That's what I think about Mike Pence. And that's what I think about these shots. Um, Speaking of evil, I just found it interesting that we're suddenly having executions again in this country. There was an Oklahoma execution that took place. An ex-Marine who killed a toddler um, was executed. One of the things I found interesting, he was executed uh, yesterday for uh, the brutal murder of a three-year-old in 1993. He was executed via lethal injection, which is too kind. When you hold a three-year-old down and scald him and burn him on both sides of his body and then throw him into a table, I think you should die a protracted death that takes days. I think people should be able to come in and peel your toenails off with pliers while you scream. That's what I think. Of course, there were those that argued to give him leniency because he, quote, regretted. He had regrets and felt bad about what he had done. His last meal consisted of two quarter pounders with cheese, a large container of fries and a large Coca-Cola and a pecan pie and some chocolate ice cream. Quite frankly, that says a lot about him. Would your last meal be a couple of quarter pounders, man? I'm not going to lie. I do like myself a quarter pounder, but that was the last meal. Come on. Yeah. This man, the idea that anybody would be defending him and saying that he deserves leniency um, is absolutely outrageous. But I'm, I'm glad that we are actually returning to executions. I'm somebody that actually believes in it. When I was 19 years old, I wrote a speech in speech class at LSU. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. I think a lot of states are just too lenient. Yeah. Um, well, we've completely gotten rid of it and abandoned it. Now, there's an argument that could be made that it takes so long. This man k- k- killed this three-year-old in 93. There's an argument to be made that by the, it cost us so much money that by the time they get around doing it, if they do it, it's just a complete waste of, of money. So we don't need to be dragging things on from, you know, 30-something years, right? 30 years. Um, but this this has actually been one of multiple executions that have taken place in recent times, and I'm glad for it. He is the 16th inmate to be put to death in the U.S. so far this year, following back-to-back executions in Texas and Arizona on Wednesday. Uh, another execution was scheduled uh, for uh, Thursday in Alabama. I think we need more of this. 
There's, it's like Elhoff said earlier, there's evil in this country and we're not recognizing it and we're not doing it. Might get people to think twice before they start doing some of these atrocious things. And even if it doesn't, this is about accountability. This is about accountability. Now, Now, there are Christians out there that don't believe in this, that don't believe in the death penalty. I do. 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. I, people say it's not a deterrent. If we did it, it would be, right? It's hardly ever done anymore. Yeah. Not, not, uh, you're right. It's hardly ever done. Some people say, well, you know, there are innocent people that have been put to death. Okay. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if we've had What's any- the ratio? I'd like to know yeah. the ratio. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. Gonna take one last little break. Hero of the week and stink of the week coming up, so don't you go away. Do you have a hero of the week or a stink of the week? 888-344-1170. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um had a caller call in during the break, didn't want to go on air, said we need to go back to public hangings. Um, yeah, clearly lethal injection was too good for this dude. And so was the McDonald's, right, Skins? Um, Shouldn't be giving McDonald's. That's too good. Make him eat maggots. That's what I have to say. All right, here of the week and stink of the week. Who are yours, man? Uh, for me, it's it's clear cut. There is nobody even comes close, at least to my rec- knowledge of uh, former President Donald J. Trump is by far the hero of the week. And stink of the week, uh, Twitter, they've reinstated Kathy Griffin, Jordan Peterson, and even if he wouldn't go back, but they haven't reinstated President Trump. No, nor have they reinstated Dr. Peter McCullough. So Twitter, shame on you. Yeah. In fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because he's on mine. Uh, let me pull up what he had to say today. Um, new Twitter policy is freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. Negative hate tweets will be max deboosted and demonetized. So no ads or other revenue to Twitter. You won't find the tweet unless you specifically seek it out, which is no different from the rest of the Internet. So that so in case you were one of the people that glommed on to Elon Musk as a hero who was going to be a champion for free speech, he is no better and no different than the left who decides what is um, what is negative tweets or hate tweets. They are going to be um, suppressed, shadow banned. Just seems like uh, a different algorithm to me. Yep. Twitter's no better than anybody else. Uh, on the hero tip, Oregon sheriff announces her office will not enforce the state's new gun control law. That's a hero who says, I'm a lawman or a lawwoman, and I'm not going to enforce unconstitutional crap. That's great. That's a hero for me. She says, this is a terrible law for gun owners, crime victims, and public safety. I want to send a clear message to Lynn County residents that the Lynn County Sheriff's Office is not going to be enforcing magazine capacity limits. Good for you, girl. Need more of that. Um, in the stink category, we got Michelle Obama. Americans weren't ready for my natural hair. She's going to wear braids, but America, we, they weren't ready for it. They were still getting adjusted to having a black first family. Um, she wrote this in her new book, The Light We Carry. Does somebody need to educate her? Who's going to tell her that braids are not natural hair? Okay. Hair doesn't come out of your head braided, lady. Okay, that ain't natural. And oh, by the way, no, you're right about one thing. America isn't ready to see you in braids. No, no adult woman besides maybe Bo Derek should ever have braids in her hair. Can we all agree on that? Have a fantastic weekend. We love you. Peace out. We'll see you Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.